All right, Xbox gang, I believe we're ready to go here. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to yet another episode of the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is episode number 200. I'm your host, Invader. And you know what? We've, uh, you know, reached a bit of a milestone. Uh, sorry, milestone here for the show. It initially started back in 2015 with a very, very memorable cast, uh, a lot of legendary characters in the podcasting community and content creation as a whole. With time, there's been new additions to the show, like myself, along with having a few of the legacy guys still kicking around on the show. For me, TXR has been nothing but a privilege to be a part of. I love being here each Sunday night with the rest of the panel guys, just hanging out with our listeners, chilling, talking gaming, Xbox talk, and, you know, a little bit of everything else. I hope you're all enjoying the show and keep enjoying it to show 300. Hey, you know what? Maybe the pandemic will be over by then, right? (laughs) Uh, But uh, anyways, guys, uh, let's get on with things. And uh, you know what? We've got a great show lined up for you tonight. The Halo Infinite uh, Big Team Battle Insider has been going on this weekend. We'll give you our thoughts on it. As well, the Tokyo Game Show has come and gone. How do we rate it? Well, hey, you know what? We'll let you know how we felt and a lot more. However, first, let me introduce everybody on the panel tonight. And joining us is our friend from the Gaming Beyond the Box show and podcast. We welcome Wilmy Hood. Buddy, uh, it's great to have you back on. How you been? Well, you know, other than Friday, kind of sucked. But I did get good news out of it, so there's that. Uh, I've been playing the hell out of Halo. And I've been told by people it's not that good and I shouldn't enjoy it. But that's okay because their opinions suck and they suck at life and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, i um, okay. been hearing a lot of that, Wilmy, for sure. Um, you know, again, it's just, it's just a test, you know, where, you know, a whole bunch of uh, guys who have the insider pass um, been able to try it early. And, you know, apparently... You know, it's an official release, right? So, kind of crazy comments going on there for sure. I mean, I like criticism, but uh, again, we will dive into that a bit later. But I totally. But those bananas, those bananas are fucking off the chain now, dude. You shoot them, they actually explode. I know bananas. So that that makes that makes the game much better, right there, hands down. As long as you can shoot a banana, it doesn't matter. Yeah, man, those. That's, ma- what, that's what somebody said. So I'm just going with it. <laughs> yeah, man, I've seen the pictures posted, and man, those melon physics, my god! <laughs> Last time you saw melons like that was on, you know, Pornhub, right? <laughs> yeah, weren't we just talking about uh, Cornhub or something? Uh, pre-show. <laughs> Well, that was Centurion. You never know what that guy's going to tell you, dude, off camera. It's just uh, crazy. Centurion, that guy with his <laughs> uh, his corn talk. Oh man. We've moved on to tires now. <laughs> tires is the new dick. Oh, yeah, that's true. We I, I saw that a few minutes ago now. It's moved on to tires. So we're we using the old school right Firestones. <laughs> oh, man, truth. A lot of talk. But, yeah, we will dive into all that soon. But thanks for joining us tonight, Wilmy. And I'm glad to hear that you got some fantastic news recently. Um, let's see here. Uh, introducing the TXR regulars. Uh, Shockley, buddy. What's new and exciting, bud? Uh, so far, just been get, trying to get to uh, Tales of Rise, adding some new characters to the to the party. Um, but yeah, that's been pretty cool. I wanted to jump back in the Starlet Nexus, but that's where it almost got me into a bad 
uh, position there because, well, I already own the game, but it was like, yeah, we're doing, we might get to that later, but you know, this game going into a uh, game pass I was like, yeah, everybody else was hyped about it. And then I was like, yeah, let me jump back into it. I was like, wait, no, let me finish Tales of Rise first. Cause that's <laughs> the issue I had when I started Scarlet Nexus and then went back and forth with other new stuff. So I'm like, let me finish this first. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just been going through that and been definitely, uh, going through that beta um got some more time with it uh this week with the big team battle so that's been a lot of fun but it's all been playing so far Mm -hmm. yeah i've been uh sinking my teeth into it for sure and uh, no that's great that you've been playing tales of arise i've heard uh, i've seen some posts uh probably from you shock too so um yeah you've spoken a lot about that game recently and yeah, i might have to uh, download it myself along with scarlet nexus we'll get into that more later on though um moving on down the list uh mld general mld brother uh, how you doing hey uh doing pretty good here um uh, oh just, j- given that you said it's a 200 episode that's that's pretty awesome and i'm happy to be here because uh you know the twitter's one thing youtube's another you're just talking to a camera but there's just something special about just talking live, uh, just off the cuff with other people in real time. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's, there's nothing quite like it. So it's good to be here. Uh, otherwise, just uh, playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla while playing Halo on the weekend. Uh, Big Team Battle is amazing, but we'll get more into that. But overall, uh, like as a diehard Halo fan, uh, Halo is coming back. The OG days feelings are coming back. So very positive uh, times ahead. Mm-hmm. Indeed, so brother. The weed- do we need to make a Twitter space now for people that disagree with you? No, no Twitter spaces. <laughs> okay. Okay. No just good check. can come from those. Yeah, actually, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little old school, but like, I just, I don't know. I can't really get into them. I know we we're talking a bit about like different social media, like apps and sites before in the pre-show, but man, I don't know. There's, there's just like too much to engage with nowadays. I'm just like, ugh. Is I, Twitter I, spaces recorded? Or when you turn it off, does it just go away? Well, I think people just record them themselves. Okay, so it basically, it's kind of like the Snapchat of Twitter. Basically, whatever you say could disappear as long as nobody's recording it. Yes, but people, okay. hey, it's, it's game and Twitter. They're always keeping uh, online receipts, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to be careful. But yeah, good stuff. Yeah, that's true. I have seen those uh, Twitter spaces uh, pop up a lot. I don't know. They just seem to be causing, uh, I don't know, more uh, ruckus than uh, than they were intended. But, yeah, whatever. I just kind of ignore it and move on to my own thing, right? Um, but speaking of which, uh, Centurion, the, uh, the Cornhub guy, how you doing, man? Hey, what is going on, everybody? I have no idea what they're talking about. But with ADD, <laughs> I guess I could talk about anything and everything uh, but man, Halo Flight, I'm hoping to get some in uh, actually after tonight's show. Um, dude, I have not had a chance to play yet this weekend. But I mean, what could, more could you love about what's going on with this game? Nothing like coming into it, mowing someone down and finishing them with a good old fashioned butt to the face, which these Call of Duty players are not used to. They're used to just random BS, like clipping somebody in the big toe and they just go down for no damn reason. I remember I saw somebody on Twitter today complaining how long it takes to actually kill somebody in Halo. Well, it's different when you actually have to shoot that person. <laughs> Dude, you know, and they have was, a shield. Well, that's always been the case with Halo. Is with Halo, that's one of the things I love Otherwise, about it. you would 
capture a flag, you die in like seconds, and no one ever would ever capture the flag. <laughs> that, and I'm if you aim at their it. head, they actually die pretty quick if you actually shoot them in the head. But you know, if you miss, it might take well, a few more seconds. Mm-hmm. They're used to Call of Duty, man, where you can just wing them and they'll go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, that's true. Um, I don't know. We, w- you know what? We will dive right into that soon. But just to let everybody know, uh, Tim Dog, he'll be a few minutes uh, late. He's just in the middle of something right now. But he will be joining tonight's show. In case you're wondering, um, I see a lot of. Uh, I guess we've created a a bit of a topic in the chat with regards to uh, Twitter Spaces. Um, oh, dude, I'm good at that. I can cause all kinds of commotion. You really want me to do it? Oh, never mind. Sorry. Oh no no no! Everything. <laughs> I'll good. help him. Everything's good in the chat. I just again, guys. I don't know. Like if. I must be an old man at 35, but like I, I just I can't get into Twitter Spaces, and I'm just seeing a whole <laughs> lot of uh, I don't know the same people. I guess you want to say just uh, you know causing the same kind of. How, how about this? I I didn't even know Twitter Spaces was a thing until one day I noticed on my phone this little icon pops up, and somebody that I wouldn't even listen to is live. And so far, I haven't really seen anybody, but I think uh, Everborn Saga, um, mm. other than him, I haven't think I see seen anybody else actually use uh, spaces that I would actually listen to, at least when I was live anyways. Well, I mean, if you don't, li- if people don't listen to their podcast, they want somebody at least listen to them somewhere. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not wrong. And see, Wednesday night during Gaming Beyond the Box, we did a simulcast. And while we were doing the live show, I actually started a Twitter space just to fuck with people. It was great. <laughs> I didn't even, man, my phone didn't even tell me. Yeah, it, it was amazing. I think I would have tuned in if my phone would have at least told me. <laughs> I had to do it through the, the, the page. Hmm. I couldn't do it. All. Wil- Twitter will not let Wilmyhood have a Twitter space. Uh, along with well, the with other social media comes sites, great responsibility. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Will me banned. Will me banned, guys. Um, but yeah, just yeah, no, interesting discussions for sure. Um, I'll tell you what, guys. Since we were already on the heels of it, why don't we uh, get into our uh, first topic, our first talking point of the night? And this weekend, we saw the introduction of the big team battle to the Halo Infinite flight, the uh, the second flight. And I've been seeing a lot of positive things being said about across social media. Again, you know, there are various criticisms, and I have my own, right? And I hope they do some different balancings and adjustings to certain things. Yeah, we, we can certainly have that discussion. Um, I've spent a considerable amount of time with it, and I know a few people on the panel have, if not basically everybody. Um, Wilmy, I'll, I'll start with you, bud. Did you get a chance to check it out? I mean, from the sounds of it, I, I think you have. And if so, you know, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, the funny part, I've never really been big on Halo. And most people that's ever, you know, <laughs> listened to me at all knew that. And I really started enjoying it with the first flight. Uh, I played 28 hours the first weekend. And I didn't get to play much last weekend, but yesterday, dude, it was the first time we've had that big of a party together in a very long time. We 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 partied up. We had 13 people in a party, and we were just, we played for hours. One map, we just had fun. That's all there was to it. And now I'm a Halo fan. So I'm looking forward to it. I've had a blast with it. I mean, it, it's it's a beta. You can call it a flight. You can call it what you want. But I mean, it's a beta. It's not going to be completely perfect. 
it tells you that when you start. But, I mean, I've had a blast. And earlier, me and, me and Leo, we had the greatest ghost battle in the history of Halo. Sadly, we forgot to record it. But, I mean, it's fun. That's what gaming's supposed to be, am I wrong? I mean, supposed to be, at least. I don't know. And I thought it was for, uh, you know, political debates and, you know, different things. But, I, I mean, I could be mistaken. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, I mean, and the fruit works well, you know. Mm. And I did see something earlier about there's not enough grass. <laughs> but, like Jazz Gordon said, there are space gophers. If you chase the space gophers down, that adds it like its own little mini game. But, I mean, dude, I mean, the game's fun. That's That's the whole point. And I did play a lot of Halo 3 back in the day, you know, on occasion. But this feels like Halo. I really wasn't a big fan of Guardian. But this one actually, I mean, it's just, it's tight. The controls work well. I like the weapons. Mm -hmm. And the sniper is my favorite. Oh, yeah. But it's just, it's a lot of fun. Hmm. Yeah, what... I will be on it day one. No, that's great. Uh, what do you think of like some of the new weapons? I don't know if you got a chance with them, like uh, the skewer, you know, the big ass thing with the spike, you know, the heavy weapon, or uh, I don't know, just like some of the newer ones. Uh, do you like any of those? The Ravager, the Ravager is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The uh, heat, the heat wave. I've killed a few people with that one. The uh, what's it called? The shock, the shot, the shock uh, rifle. Yeah, that's the one. That, that thing is dangerous once you learn how to use it. You can literally snipe people with it. Uh, plus, it takes down vehicles. But, yeah, I think I've used pretty much everything in the game. The battle rifles and the snipers are still my two favorite. But there is some awesome weapons. But the grappling hook is by far my favorite part of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the abilities, uh, some of them are really cool. I've been having a lot of fun with the grapple shot, like you said, Wilmy. Also... Like, the repulsor, the one that, like, you send out a little, like, wave, I've been finding that useful. Like, if a vehicle gets really close to you, they're going to run you over. Just, like, you fling open the, uh, or you fling up the the repulsor, and it just sends a little blast their way. Be like, ah, you know what, you can keep your space. And I've seen a lot of people do some really cool, like, trick stuff with it, like, reflecting back, uh... Uh, what was it? Skewer shots back at people and whatnot. So you know, just a lot of really cool sandbox tools. I got to admit, a lot of the new weapons are really cool. Actually, just I'm watching my gameplay at the moment, and I love the fact that you can pick up a fusion coil and just like throw it at somebody or throw it at a vehicle. Um, I just again, I love all these different sandbox elements and stuff that again was were, was on maps before in previous games. And it's like, oh, you know what? That just, it works. It works so well. Uh, but that grappling hook, though, it's hard to deny, man, because that, that, that adds a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because, like, yeah, there's just so much you can do with it. Like, for example, I played a couple of matches before I uh, I set up the show. And I had this one match where I, I had, I was uh, defending my team's flag for Capture the Flag. And there was a guy 
he was about to grab the flag, but then I had a gravity hammer and I had the grappling hook, the grapple shot, uh-huh. and I I grappled myself onto him. He would have like probably seen me by the time I would have like ran up to him or something. But since I used the grapple shot to get close to him, I swung my hammer and just bam, like just instantly. So I'm finding a lot of scenarios that, again, they may not have come up. In Wait a minute, invaders running around swinging is what? My hammer, man, my grab yeah. hammer, gravity hammer. Okay, okay. You don't know what a gravity oh, hammer is, bud? Huh? <laughs> Do you know what a gravity <laughs> hammer is? Well, yeah. He's <laughs> okay. just trying to take it down a different path, that's all. Oh, I know, I know. I'm just... I'm just <laughs> hey, man, we're all about swinging the hammers, you know. You know, I, I understand. <laughs> but I'm just but saying, another man, way that, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just saying there's a lot of cool scenarios that you can do, but go ahead, Wilmy. Another way that comes in handy, too, if you're in a firefight, you've got more than one person coming at you, shooting mm-hmm. at you, spin around, grapple behind them, mm-hmm. and then try to take them out from the back. Uh, I've done that quite a few times, too. Good point. Good point. Um, yeah, there's like a lot of... I'm probably missing a few things, but yeah, that grapple shot is really cool. I, guys, uh, guys in the chat, let me know, like... What your thoughts are of the uh, big team battle? What you're liking? Uh, some of the whether it be the different equipment, weapons, the map that we had, the fragmentation. Because I thought the map was pretty cool. It gave me uh, Halo Three Valhalla vibes, but it obviously it's a lot bigger uh, to facilitate uh, the larger player count. And I don't know, it just it's cool. I like it. It aesthetically, it's very pleasing. And like Wilmy was saying, uh, space gophers on the map. So, hey, you know. Yeah, you got you got to chase the gophers, man. Right, right. I know. I got to whack them with the hammer. So damn right. It's like instead of whack a mole, it's whack a space gopher. That's it. Yeah, just out. I, I think it's a very aesthetically pleasing map, and uh, again, it's very simple, but it works very well. Um, and like yourself, Wilmy, I really like the Ravager. Again, it fires off a couple of shots, but you can charge it up, and Again, it just it seems to like set fire to everything. So it's a very different kind of a weapon. And uh, I don't know, just again, it's just I'm I've been enjoying myself. I've been really enjoying myself with this. Again, I know it's not perfect. It's in the like test flights, but well, I mean that I mean think about it, dude. How mm-hmm. many games of Call of Duty have came out? They come out every year, and the mm-hmm. games are never perfect a year after they launch. And they never fix it, and why? Because they know they're releasing another one anyway. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is going to be a dedicated game. They've already said that, and look how much it's improved. So I mm-hmm. mean, it, it's just—it's a lot of fun, dude. I mean, yesterday was the first time we've had that many people in a party mm-hmm. playing the same game together in a very long time. So, as a matter of fact, Tim Dog was even in the party with us. Oh so, yeah. I mean, we just—we had a hell of a lot of fun. Everybody was laughing. I didn't hear people complaining. And that's what the whole thing's for. That's right. Yeah. And again, like, it, you know, you're totally able to critique it. Like, I think that's what the developers really want. You know, again, if it's not your, you know, if it's not your, your bag, if it's not your interest, I totally get that. Um, if you're not feeling it, you know, that's cool. You know, no problem there. But again, the developers just really want some constructive criticism uh, in the beta. Well, I don't want to call it a beta, but basically is a beta, this, these insider test flights. 
And again, it's like two months away, so they're going to put in some time uh, getting in our gripes, our feedback. Because I hate it when uh, developers do betas, and it's only like a month before release. And it's like, is that really enough time to, uh, you know, to fix, like, some various issues with a game? No, not really. A lot of a lot of developers, unfortunately, and publishers just use it as a marketing ploy, in my opinion. But in this mm-hmm. case, yeah, exactly. And that, oh, that, that really ticks me off. But in this case, you know, it's it does seem pretty genuine that they want to uh, work out the the bugs with this game, and I don't know, I, like there, I've encountered a few, but otherwise, it's been a really fun, smooth experience. And a lot of the, I just love trying the new weapons. To be honest with you, like that heat wave gun, the way that like it bounces shots off the map, and the way that you can alternate the fire, I think that's really sweet. Um... Again, even the new banished yeah. weapons, really cool. Go ahead. Yeah, I definitely have to get used to that. Uh, and I, every time I pick it up, I think it's the skewer gun. Or hmm. are those the same gun? Just, I don't know. They look the same when you, when the icon, when I'm about to pick them up, it looks like it has like a, what do you call it? Like a bayonet. <laughs> well, so that's is that the, thing. the Ravenger, or is that the Skewer? Well, that's the thing. With, I keep thinking that's the Skewer. Well, Banish weapons seem to all have uh, bayonets, oh, okay. blades at that's the end. So it's of like, them. oh, sweet, I got the Skewer again. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. this is the Ravenger. What? Even oh, even but, the, uh, the shock rifle has a blade attached to it, so just not at the tip. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't even think I picked up that one yet, but uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, definitely the B. Pretty much all the the rifles are pretty pretty well balanced i feel um but yeah just the skewer is probably the funnest one to use just because the animation when you're just like spearing them uh but that was a lot of fun i wanted to i kept thinking i think i ended up having to grapple and i didn't know it uh because i was like oh this this is probably not it and i just forgot to use it um but i saw some of those videos i think aaron greenberg posted one where the guy's like literally following the uh what do you call it that helicopter vehicle i forget the name the wasp <laughs> and then wasp. He, he's yeah. like oh the wasp yeah he's basically just like gliding like spider-manning over to it you know and then finally reaches it so i thought that was pretty hilarious but uh and then you can like if a warthog's going by you can just like grapple the back of it and like like you're basically on a ski on a boat <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah that's been it's been pretty Mm-hmm. I don't, I just I find that the shock weapons have surprisingly I've gotten a liking to because Wilmy you had mentioned the shock rifle and man you can use that as like a dedicated sniper rifle I mean I'm yeah, pretty sure can. yeah like, of course my headset just like goes dead <laughs> um, but yeah it's it's been pretty sick so far can't complain yeah but I hope they just keep doing these like every weekend that'd be fun but until the release but. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, I was lucky I had some time off this weekend to uh, to do some partying up. Like Wilmy said, he got into a group with a few guys on, uh, what was it, Friday night. I was playing with uh, our guest, actually, from last week, Crusader. I played a few rounds with him. And then I joined uh, a party with uh, Lady Fox, uh, sorry, Lady Foxfire, Dirty J, uh, Timidos, like, just a whole bunch of people. And again, like... I've just been seeing groups and groups of people just, like, again, joining games and uh, just bringing back this whole 
social element to Halo again, because I, I didn't see that with 5, to be honest with you guys. Um, I mean, 5 had its uh, his pluses for sure, but I, I never really saw the like the excitement and joy that I that I see from this insider flight alone. So I don't know, I like again, I didn't really I didn't really play uh Hill 5 Guardians that much. I know like again, there's some people in that chat that probably like it and hey, all the power to you that you know that's cool. Like I just I don't know, I I, I played a bit of it. I couldn't really get into it as much as previous Halos, but I feel like this is more of a return of form in my experience. So I don't know. I, I agree. I, yeah, exactly, Wilmy. Like, uh, and, and and 343 have definitely added their own touches to it, and there's going to be, again, this is only an insider flight, but uh, so there's bound to be things that, you know, weapons we don't know about and vehicles, and again, you know, we're playing just a tiny sample, and they got to go through the bugs, get you know, go through the grind, and just, you know, again, it's a process, and we, we're still a few months away from the actual release of the game, but... I gotta tell you guys, like, if this is what they have, I am stoked, and it just, it seems like such a return to form for Halo as a franchise. I, I'm just, I'm really excited. I'm gonna, I don't know, again, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be, uh, you know, I'm just gonna approach this, you know, kind of uh, cautiously, optimistically, but so far I'm liking what I'm seeing here. Uh, let's see, uh, MLD buddy, uh what are your thoughts on it so far? Did you get a chance with uh, Big Team Battle this weekend? Oh yeah, definitely had a few hours uh, to play. Um, I, I like that it was um, it was randomized because if it was up to me, I, I would have played just Slayer like all weekend long. <laughs> but they have the uh, the control point one. You got the capture the flag. So I, usually those are out of my comfort zone. But the more I'm playing them, the more I'm having fun with it too. So it, like they, they just found a way just to make it all work. And, and, and I like that. So now when the game launches, I'm going to play more modes than just the modes I'm usually comfortable with because like it's just it's just different but fun at the same time. But going back to your other point, I definitely feel like it's a much different atmosphere compared to Halo 5. Like I remember playing uh, the, the campaign uh, with some friends and then we played some multiplayer, but then we all just they all just dropped off. and I just kind of played on my own for a little bit. It definitely was a different vibe. But this, I think, is just all about, you know, nostalgia is just a very powerful thing. And they managed to tap into that nostalgia, but give it a new and modern touch as well, which I think is a very hard thing to do, but they actually managed to do it, in my opinion. Like, and they're also capturing a new generation here. Like, I think the game being on PC is a big, big plus. Like, a lot of people that just don't play on console or wouldn't get an Xbox are now going to be brand new Halo fans, and that's going to be great. Like, I follow all the YouTube Halo channels, and usually these guys are pretty old school. They're very nitpicky of the new uh, Halo's uh, styles, but the, now the majority is overwhelmingly positive, and the comment sections for those channels are as well. So that's also a very good sign. And then you got the haters nitpicking, and that's the uh, to me, that's also good news, because if all people can really do is nitpick the littlest little things, like a 400% zoom kind of thing, if that's the best they can do, you know this game is shaping up to be pretty awesome. So um, the map design is on point. The art style is back to form. I, I even the little tweaks, like the pelican drops the vehicles, like mm -hmm. in, in, throughout the match, like the, the like the loot cave kind of thing, where uh, you you put your AI to hack the door and you got to kind of wait like a certain amount of seconds. You, know, you, might, you might get killed, you might not, and you, you get the power weapon if, you, if that's true. 
like little ways that they just make the game the experience just better and build upon it and even mm-hmm. things like you guys were talking about the uh, the grapple shot, all the things you can do with that. Like I myself, I used the repulsor. Someone threw a grenade at me. I repulsed it back and got the kill for for the opponent's own grenade. Like those what those wow, like like those kind of moments. Like that's just it, it makes it feel like the old days again. Just having those 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 little moments of where you just really like got the better end of that engagement, and you feel really good about it. So mm-hmm. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I, there's like no bad things I can say about this right now. It's just I'm very, very optimistic right now. Mm-hmm. No, and that's fantastic, man. Like, uh, I'm glad to hear, you know, I can sense the excitement in your voice, which, uh, again, is a great thing to to hear. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, like, it, it's been fun. And, again, I, I tried to go into it with no expectations and just, you know, just trying to have a fun time, and yeah, I mean, for the most part, I mean, I've been a, a part of some pretty bad teams, I'll admit, uh, in my random matchmaking, but uh, I got into a, a couple of really competitive games, I was like, oh man, this feels great. So again, it just reminded me of times back in Halo 3, and even Reach, so I was just, again, very happy with what I've been playing so far. Um, But... Uh, Man, making me lose my train of thought now. Uh, <laughs> Centurion Pal, uh, did you get a chance to play? Well, you do know about the time I did play because you played with me the whole time, which made it even more awesome. I mean, dude, I am excited for Halo. You, I have been missing this feeling uh, since Halo 3. I mean, I tried getting into four, didn't try getting into five. It didn't work. And now with Halo Infinite, I'm excited. It feels like the old days, like somebody else said it, the old days of Halo are coming back. People who had completely given up on Halo when I uh, have been gaming with them lately, they're actually asking me about the beta. They're interested in it. Um, they are looking forward to the campaign. Um, it kind of blew my mind. Even one of them said that they were going to go out and buy it day one. I was like, you've got Game Pass. You don't got to do that. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's where, uh, I'm excited for Halo, the community, everywhere you turn, everybody's talking about Halo. We see people reaching for the stars, grasping at straws to be able to find something to negatively put out about this game. But as Wilmy put out about it, it's not even a game. It's, it's really a beta, but I mean, this is probably one of the few betas I've heard of at least in recent months where everything is going positively well. I mean, God, I heard horror stories about the Call of Duty one. And um, if I'm right, didn't Battlefields get delayed? Something like, oh, wait a minute. Battlefields was like invite only. I'm just, I, I'm just uh, wanting to say that I'm excited. Well, the main game was delayed by a month, I think, right? Right. The main game yeah. was, but if I'm yeah. right, the actual beta was invite only. I could be wrong. I, th- I thought it was open, actually. I, I saw some people. Well, I mean, I could be mistaken, too, but I could have sworn it was open. I don't know. I wasn't invited, and I have yet to even pre-order the game because I'm not too sure how many of my friends are even going to play it. But it seems everybody's going to be playing Halo, which is going to be the game of, the, in my opinion, the multiplayer game of 2021 that everybody's going to tune into and at least have to try. It's going to be fire this holiday. I mean, Xbox 343, I really am fully 100% believing they are going to knock it out the park with this game. And we really are going to uh, be all hooray for Halo once again. And hopefully at this point, you know, the whole idea of, you know, 343 can't really, you know, 
you know, because how many people heard that, you know, 343 shouldn't shouldn't be doing Halo anymore. I really hope this is going to put a lot of the naysayers at least uh, quiet for a little while, showing that 343 um, is the right people for the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of Halo fans want to give them a chance, obviously. It's just I think there was a lot of let down i would say with uh different approaches that they took with uh you know their two previous halo titles i mean again i did enjoy four but again it's just a matter of direction and what they chose to maybe uh focus on in some aspects i try not to nitpick but i i will say guys like because i don't want to sound like a broken record with things that we've said before on previous shows but i will say that i am happy and pleased with the direction that they are going with this whether it be with regards to campaign aspects uh, multiplayer's fun uh i I, again i I, so far i i hope we get like a I, i don't even know i hope we get like a like a rundown of like again different campaign things and like just another showcase for like the campaign and like what we'll be getting like day one with the multiplayer too. So um, I'm just saying I'm excited. I'm excited with what they're uh, doing right now. So and it, it gives me a lot of faith too that Joe Staten is uh, back in charge of things. So I don't know when he's at the helm. I I kind of trust with where they're going with things, whether it be with uh, campaign story aspects and so on. Um, See when it, yeah, when it ahead. comes to three four three, if you want the most negative things I've heard about three four three, at least uh, professional criticism out of both games was the the multiplayer for four was very lackluster and nobody liked playing as Lock and Five. Those are like the top complaints, and in my opinion. That isn't something you like strip a company of the of making a game just because the like just like details that can be ironed out in a different game. You know, it's not like they fundamentally broke the game. It was just it, designs of the game that people weren't really too fond of. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, like, go ahead, Shaw. I'll just I'll just say that, like, I think again, oh, expectations were a lot different. Every time I always, mm-hmm. yeah, every time I always hear people say. So you're saying they should give it to somebody else that's not as enthusiastic about Halo. Like these are the people that actually want to make Halo. That's where you go. <laughs> so the people that really have a passion for it are the ones making. It. So that's what you want. Now the direction <clears throat> has been maybe not that great, but the devs as themselves, you would want these devs making the game, and the multiplayer is like speaking volumes of that. Like, you can just see, like, the hardcore of the Halo, like, veterans. They're like, oh, my God, you guys did it. You guys are, this is what we wanted. They're, like, making everybody happy, which didn't think it was possible. Like, these are the people, they're obviously hitting their stride. I think they're just the direction. That was the issue. Um, And it looks like Joseph Staten's the guy to direct it going forward to be, like, a premier Halo game. Hopefully the campaign turns out. We'll see how that goes, but... I was switching over my audio. If I was crackling there, I was just switching that over for a second. So. Yeah, you sound better. You know, no, no, you sound better now. Um, MLD, any more thoughts? Oh, based on that, I mean, it, what really grinds me is when people say, uh, "Oh, Bungie should go go back to making Halo," and I just I say the same thing I've I've said for years. Like the Bungie that made Halo one to three in Reach is long gone. 
Like Destiny One had a terrible story. Halo Five stories better than Destiny One story. It had no story. Let's yeah. be real. Uh, yeah, I don't have to Destiny explain one. what I'm I was online. about to say that you too. I was gonna be like, there was a story. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah you, you can read it Destiny online. Two. Cards. Yeah, you got, yeah, we can go on for hours about that. Then got Destiny oh, Two, yeah. which is no stranger to some controversy between like the fan backlash and Bungie's decisions. So, and personally, as a as a Halo Halo lore fan, Halo Reach just it retcons so many of the so much of the extended universe. I today have not forgiven them for that. So, so that, but that that's just me because I read all the books. So I think mm-hmm. three four three. Yeah, they 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 they're they trying their new thing. They're trying to leave their own mark. But I, I think it took a couple Halo games for them to get to where they are. And you don't really. A lot of people say like a lot of uh, eventual success it comes from initial failures. So you can learn and build upon that. So the only con I can really say about 343 these days is that they don't meet deadlines for all the things that they promise. But again, <laughs> all good things come with time. Like we'll get co-op in three months. We'll get Forge in six months. It'll come. And if as long as it comes, great. Yeah, so be it. If that's the biggest nitpick I can say about 343, so be it. I'll wait if I have to. But I think what's going to be at launch is the result of just a lot of years of trial and error that they're finally, finally getting right. So... Uh, that's I, I I'm glad for people three still with Halo. Ah, to add I on agree. to that, um, real quick, um, the, if you've ever heard what Michael Jordan said back in the day when everybody was talking about all the successes he had, he would always stop and tell them before you know everybody always gives him acknowledgement for his successes, but they never talk about the fact that he's actually missed over six thousand shots, which are complete failures. And I can add to that because Michael Jordan actually grew up in my hometown. And he, they actually refused to let him play basketball here at Laney High School for the longest time. Because yeah, his really. coach told him he would never be a basketball player. Oh, really? Wow. I bet, I bet that coach is really pissed at himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. No, that's that's interesting, Wilmy. Wow. Um, that's a, a very cool perspective on things. Um, yeah, again, like, uh, you know, I, I, I want to give 343, you know, all the chances and uh you know like other things zing was saying in the chat you know there have been a lot of uh bun there are a lot of ex bungie developers at 343 and uh, you know which makes a lot of sense right you're passionate about a property and ip you want to stick with it the only thing i'll say is i know that they had brought in a few guys uh like around halo 4 halo 5 that weren't necessarily into the property and i think you know you, you could tell in a lot of ways that uh, that was rubbing off on the proper you know on halo per se but uh again i the what i'm seeing from halo infinite it looks i don't know it just it screams halo it screams classic halo and i'm just i'm so happy with what i'm seeing and what i'm playing at the moment again they need to adjust some things like i don't know about you guys that drop wall seems absolutely weak it doesn't seem to stop anything at any moment so i hope they buff that a bit um and you know a few other things i'm like the commando i want to like i want to like the commando but it just seems very uh inaccurate <laughs> to say the least i don't know that's well, just, just fire it yeah. fire it semi-auto do not fire it fully auto oh no i'm not even trying to fire it fully auto it just i don't know yeah I, I just no i understand I, I totally understand what you mean but just like just even trying like it does even like when you're just like 
slowly picking off shots, like just single shoot shots. Um, I don't know, even then, like the recoil is just very, I don't know, it's just a little much. I just, I just, again, I want it toned down just a tiny, tiny bit just so I can lay some shots. But, uh, yeah, I, again, guys, there's a lot of new weapons here that they've introduced into the sandbox and it, it takes some time to get used to them. Again, we've, I've only had a few days, uh, technically with this. So again, got to do a lot of experimenting and trying things out. But, uh, I don't know, guys, like, I don't know if you guys have anything else to add to this, but I, I, I've been having a lot of fun with, uh, these insider flights. It's, it's kind of a shame that it's coming to an end, uh, I in know. the next couple That's the hours. worst part. Right, right, and, uh, you know, I want to play again, but I gotta work early in the morning, unfortunately, um... But, you know, after the first flight, I was like, oh, I need my, my Halo Infinite fix. And now it's it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the same thing. And it sucks that we're not going to be able to play for, like, two months. So, oh, well, that's just the reality of it. But uh, either way, guys, I'm excited. I'm stoked. And it seems like a lot of people in the chat are. And, uh, you know, definitely let, uh, let us know in the chat what you guys are looking forward to the most, whether it be campaign, multiplayer... Uh, what maps would you like to see to returning to the game? Uh, which maps you liked in the beta? Which weapons and so on? Just yeah, again, just talk Halo. I want to see that in the chat. Um, but yeah, guys, I think we will move on to our next topic. <clears throat> and this past week, we saw the Tokyo Game Show come and go. Xbox held its own digital showcase, which saw some, well, some uh, rather nice little announcements. It wasn't uh, a huge showing by any means. They don't tend to have the biggest showings at these uh, Japanese game shows, but uh, they had a little something. Uh, cloud streaming coming to Japan, Brazil, Mexico, and Australia. In fact, I, I think it just launched October 1st. Uh, games like Scarlet Nexus going into Xbox Game Pass and much more. Uh, Shockley Buddy, uh, did any of the announcements uh, catch your attention at all? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I was hoping there would be some other big hitters there, but TGS usually isn't the show for that. Um, rarely is that the case for, I think, any of the big three <laughs> at TGS. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely good to, and I think it was cool for uh, uh, Phil Spencer and to be out there with uh, Shinji Mikami, because um, you kind of need some of that partnership for the, you know, Japanese viewers just to be like, oh, okay, you know Shinji Mikami, you might not know Phil Spencer, you know, the one that sells this console that sells like, you know, 250 units a week in Japan. Um, so you might not know uh, this person. Um, so I think that was good, just like partnering. And then hopefully, you know, we'll hear some about that Jeff Grubb, you know, drop of the, the Kojima game that was being signed. Mm. Um, so I think just aligning yourself with more of those uh, game devs that, you know, the Japanese, uh, you know, gamers would know about because they've been so influential. Um, I think that's smart. Um, also, the I think they're doing a fantastic job with uh, Sarah Bond. I think she's going to be, if someone's going to take Phil's job, like later, if he steps down, I think it's going to be Sarah Bond. Um, just because she just seems like the most driven and has like locked into the his vision. Um, and them um, partnering and trying to like, that, which is a great move to try to like upstart um, smaller devs um, in that in that area. So because right now it's hard. Sony's pretty much locking down 
<laughs> all the you know final fantasies um pretty much anything they can get their hands on that's like you know basically you're not going to see much square games other than like their western you know devs um you know coming our way so um uh, so it's definitely good to at least hey at least we can maybe try to get some of this early talent you know um get some of their games and then you know get our ties and make our you know your organic growth that way <laughs> like people like been you know been thrown out there um oh i love that word organic it's like that uh Happy Gilmore line, green jacket, gold jacket, you know, mm. organic GMO. Who gives a shit? Right. That means you um, got to buy your you got to buy your studios from Trader Joe's. That's the only place. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think that was a great move partnering with some of the smaller devs, uh, getting ties in with them early on. Um, and then also they announced Tango uh, uh, is working on a new game other than Ghostwire. Uh, mm with the dev or the director of uh, evil within two, mm-hmm. which I hear is the better of the two. I haven't finished yet. The first one, which I'm in the middle of, but I started um, playing it, but uh, I'm going to finish it this month uh, for sure. Okay. Though. Yeah. But I wonder, you know, obviously they didn't aren't announcing and they wouldn't even if it was evil within three. Um, but I know our, uh, I know uh, BG from broken games or weapon wheel park cast. He's a huge fan of that game. So <laughs> I'm sure he was like happy to hear that. Um, but yeah, Scarlet Nexus dropping in Game Pass was, I didn't see that coming. Um, although people thought maybe that was like one that Microsoft would go after because they had early, they were the first one that premiered it um, at one of their uh, E3 shows. Um, you know, that w- might go in their day one because it was a little bit lesser known of a game. Um, I was almost not going to buy it because I was like, well, shoot, am I going to finish this before Tales of Arise comes out? Because that had my interest more peaked just visually. Um, and uh, yeah, I end up not <laughs> finishing it, but or getting very far um, before that happened. But uh, that's definitely great that it went in there. Um, the combat is pretty, I played it probably an hour. I'm thinking about two hours in on Scarlet Nexus, but the combat's great. Um, between that and Tales of Rise, the combat's awesome in both. So if you like um you know, kind of the that one's hard to it's not like I wouldn't say it's not like anything like Devil May Cry, but there's a fluidity with its combat, which is pretty neat. Um so definitely give that a try. It's definitely worth it. And it's a double playthrough because with you have a female male character to so to get the full story, you kind of have to do through twice and it's they hear a little bit uh, more difficult on the second playthrough so but definitely give that a shot um mm. oh also redfall and starfield um todd, yeah todd howard was out there letting everybody know that they're going to localize which is very important especially if they're <coughs> sorry making this push for game pass on devices i know they're pushing i guess uh service commercials really hard there, trying to get people to like hey you know I know you're not going to buy our console, but hey, <laughs> you don't need to. And we're game- our games are actually going to be localized this time. So instead of these horrible translations that just don't make sense. And <laughs> so I think that is definitely going to help. Um, they need that because when you when you try to just sell your games there and it, and it just shows their, your lack of like you don't care um, when you're trying to play through those games. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that was pretty much it um, from you know what I saw. That's kind of stood out to me. The 
vocalization, getting some of those big hitters like Scarlet Nexus in there. So you got that game dropping this month in there right now. Then you got Forza next month. Then you got Halo December. So, I mean, Game Pass is pretty stacked. And we're just counting those three games, not counting all the other games that are in there right now. So, yeah, it's a pretty good show overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, that's really interesting that you bring up uh, Todd Howard and uh, uh, Bethesda uh, localizing the Red redfall and starfield games for uh like the japan voices because that's uh that's a lot of work being put into the game like that's a lot of work just to because you need uh an entirely different voice cast you need to get again like it's it's a lot more work to do that kind of stuff and it just again it makes you wonder how much of a push they're making to get into uh the japanese market right shock oh yeah definitely um I mean, if they want to be taken seriously in that in that region, because mm -hmm. right now they're definitely not. Right. But it's a definitely a start, and they could really make a huge uh, push with their uh, Game Pass mm -hmm. being on. Even if you have a service, you can uh, uh, service a <laughs> uh, service like tablet. Like you can even play those games like natively if you just have, you know, a basic. Uh, tablet or if you want to stream them i'm pretty sure their infrastructure is probably a lot better than what it is in the u.s <laughs> at least like if you're in tokyo and stuff like that mm -hmm. so cloud gaming for them because you know could be pretty decent so mm -hmm. yeah true true uh let's see here uh wilmy i don't know if you caught any of the announcements with the tokyo game show like whether it be i mean it could be like xboxes or any or anybody else's kind of uh digital showcases did anything stand out to you i'm gonna be honest dude i'm one i'm maybe one of the few people on the panel i have not played a final fantasy game since seven mm -hmm. they just don't interest me anymore and i'm not into the japanese rpgs whatsoever mm -hmm. um i really just what's the best way to put it i just don't fucking care mm -hmm. uh to be honest um yeah I, I i saw a few things here and there uh, at least they are making an attempt at this point better than what they had before. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if they, if they, you know, grab something from there, bring it over, whatever, I, it doesn't really faze me much either way. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm a shooter. Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't, doesn't do anything for me either way. And that's what we love about you, Wilmy. You're a straight shooter through and through. Yeah, I'm not, I, I mean, I could sit here and you know and quote things to you that I've heard from other people, but I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it just doesn't. I don't care one way or the other with it. Mm -hmm. Again, if I'm to be honest, uh, as well, like, I mean, I dabble in like some of the uh, content that comes out of that region, uh, some of the games. Uh, it's just not something, like, a lot of those games I don't necessarily uh, play a lot of. Although, I mean, I am trying to get more into that, whether it be Final Fantasy and a, and a few of the other games. I'll admit, I do really like uh, a lot of the horror stuff that comes out of uh, Japan. Again, The Evil Within, I, I played the first one uh, a few months back, and man, <laughs> I was really into that game. Definitely a lot of Resident Evil uh, vibes there. And I'm, Now, The Evil Within? Oh, I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Because I've played both of them several times over. Mm -hmm. But other than that, none of it really does anything for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's just important for them just to keep getting Japanese games and not just get locked out of all the games they've been 
blocked out of for years. So getting them getting Dragon Quest over, hopefully the 12 is coming now that they have 11. Uh, definitely give that a try and game pass. Dope game. Um, they got Uden Chronicles. That was a cool uh, one from the people that made Suikoden, which was a huge game back in the PS1, PS2 days, which is basically taking some of the Suikoden's devs that are making kind of like their own version of it with the Uden Chronicles that comes out. They'll have a game out next year on Game Pass and 2023. I think those are at least timed exclusive. Um, so they're they're definitely doing the best they can so and now getting the yakuza games over there so if they could at least i know final fantasy 16 is the big hitter that's like at least probably a year time exclusive but man if they could steal the persona series away at least just not to be exclusive anymore that would be huge mm-hmm. yeah like just one more <laughs> oh. but yeah i mean they're, they've definitely made a good improvement for sure yeah, I think I get the feeling that they're working on the Persona series. I know Phil, uh, like I, I know Phil's been trying to get a bunch of series. I mean, Yakuza was a bit a big accomplishment on its own <laughs> to get uh, Yakuza over here, so onto uh, Xbox platforms, and uh, they seem to be doing pretty well on the Xbox yeah. ecosystem. Well, they're doing the funding for PSO two as well, because that's I know that's making them a decent chunk of change now, and they've and they've basically helped put in the work to make that happen um so hopefully maybe they'll throw them a bone by like yeah maybe you should put persona just on both consoles because it wouldn't take us you know any time to just port it to both for the next one so Mm -hmm. yeah uh let's see uh centurion buddy uh i don't know if you caught any of the announcements from tokyo game show uh anything catch your eye at all um, yeah, I did catch a few of the announcements. Uh, the one I'm excited for is to try out Scarlet Nexus. I'm really trying to figure out how I'm going to fit that in between all the other games I'm playing right now. But definitely excited that Xbox is making some moves over in the Asian market. Um, lately on social media, I'm seeing more and more uh, folks on social media from that part of the world putting it out there that they are buying Xboxes and they're getting into the ecosystem. And they're really excited uh, for the products that Xbox is offering and the services. I'm, I mean, what more could you want for Xbox right now? Uh, beer, Xbox beer would be great, actually. <laughs> oh my god! And then somebody would spin that and all this other stuff, and basically, oh, that'd be spun spun into a negative real quick. I can just see it now, uh, a Master Chief uh, Light Logger or a, uh, you know, oh Arbiter God. Dark. I mean, I, I'm just giving ideas here to Xbox. Like, come on. Like, you can have your Marcus Phoenix Brew. I mean, come on. Like, you can have an Anya uh, Blonde Logger. You know, just all kinds of stuff. Like, again, I'm just spinning out some ideas here. Again, uh, Xbox, if you guys want to pay me for some of that, you know, for these ideas, I have no problem with that. Uh, I'm sure guys in the chat would have fun uh, making up some different uh, beer names. Okay. Would that be I'm like already... in the same category as Xbox Soap? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I'm already picturing the Twitter spaces if that comes to light. Oh, man. Xbox gamers have to get drunk to play Halo. <laughs> space. Xbox owners are a bunch of drunks. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my. And that was just a joke. No, I do really well, not Well, come believe on. That. Like, honestly, like, they're the ones, like, uh, being obsessed over, uh, like different pixelation of trees and whatnot that like again it's just a minor thing right and again it's uh it's a 
beta, it's an insider test, whatever, right? Like, we're still far away, and the game looks pretty sweet as it is. Uh, so I'm not going to obsess over those Want to know things. why there's no grass? You blew it all up. There. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Uh, all right. Uh, MLD, buddy. Ain't it. Oh, Space Gophers. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, then I blew them up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, MLD, buddy, uh, you got any comments, anything like uh, catch your eye, um, like any interest from the uh, Tokyo Game Show overall? Uh, I think um, I, I put Scar- Scarlet Nexus in, uh, you know, in the backlog uh, for later, you know, and check that out in a bit. But in the overall, though, I was just really happy that they're really at least making an effort now in that region. All these Game Pass deals, they said they're partnering with like 200 or so indie Japanese developers. That That's pretty good. But I think xCloud uh, finally launching in Japan, I think that might be the biggest wild card. Because if you're going to crack the Japanese market and uh, consoles aren't aren't going to be uh, the way to go anytime soon, uh, that's going to be the, the that's going to be the way to do it. Because uh, it was said before in the chat, internet connection is a lot better in the dense uh, cities uh, in Japan. Uh, the the culture is very mobile, gaming focused now more than ever. Mm-hmm. I think XCloud is just like like one of their best shots to really just penetrate that market, gain those Game Pass subs without needing to sell a console to do it. But also, it's it's I also see the Xbox being kind of like kind of like a cult hit now. Like I'm seeing screens from uh, from the region of like shelves being empty or uh, the Series S being in particular the favorite. Uh, as like a secondary console for many uh, for many gamers there, like it's certainly a big gen over gen improvement. I think so, I think I read maybe it was uh, Destin or someone someone said that by the end of the year, if sales trends go the way they are, Series S and X will already outsell the lifetime of Xbox One for the entirety of last generation, which is mm. crazy. So I mean, between the the Game Pass deal with Scarlet Nexus, um, Tango working on their next game. Starfield and Redfall gain uh, Japanese uh, uh, translation, and you got um, Forza and Halo. I, I think there's it's gonna be a slow uh, momentum, but there's definitely momentum here, which is very encouraging. So I hope in January we, we get to see some numbers and you know see all the milestones that Xbox may have crossed in the holiday period. So uh, I'm just really impressed that they're really taking it seriously, and we're finally starting to see uh, see the results here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if uh, you guys caught it. There was a, uh, I mean, there was an announcement. I mean, I, I'm not necessarily sure it was related to um, the Tokyo Game Show as a whole, but uh, with a Japanese publisher though, uh, Square Enix, uh, Marvel's Avengers uh, was added to Xbox Game Pass. Anybody uh, interested in trying that out? I'm going to just add real quick. I bought that game day one to play some friends, and it went off like a literal lead balloon. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of disappointed, man. I'm gonna, I am gonna. know I've got some enjoyment out of the campaign, but I know the multiplayer is going to be, at this point, a total loss. Mm. Well, I mean, I know a few guys who are uh, really interested, like, who, not interested, but uh, they're really into the game, because you know, there's a lot of big comic book fans obviously within you know gaming too and you know i wanted to see this game do well uh, i i know a bunch of guys that you know really love like a lot of the uh the characters in it uh some more than others but it just yeah it sucked like, i the really way... hope they do redirect the game i didn't mean to interrupt is it 
With the mm-hmm. multiplayer, every complaint I've heard, at least with the actual multi, like you know, multiplayer, not doing the campaign multiplayer, is there, there's a horrible loot situation mm. uh, going on where it basically it's extreme. I guess extremely hard to get certain th- items, and it, it, let's just say the loot drops are very arbitrary. And I know a lot of people have complained about uh, like the system for the multiplayer itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know anybody else on the panel who's uh, played the game, but yeah, I I haven't personally, but I know uh, there was a lot of issues with the game at launch, and uh, yeah, the loot system is something that, uh, well, a lot of people just kind of talked about, and the game kind of uh, died. You know, I've seen so, some of the numbers, and it's not very, it wasn't very good. I will, oh, I bought you, it. I you oh, bought really? it, okay, cool. So yeah, mm-hmm. the campaign was great, and well, I haven't completed the campaign, but... It was a decent enough story to actually engage me. It was just I play everything, so I just get so easily distracted. But the campaign, I believe, was decent. It it had a good story to it. It was very well thought out. Um, you get to play some some of your favorite Avengers. They even introduced new characters. That part of it, I actually enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, see, like just, I, just... I, I bought it because some of the guys on my podcast were buying it. Little did I know they had backed out and by the time, you know, they I'd found out I was stuck. I don't I'm not into comics, not at all. But I do know who the characters are because it's impossible not to know who they are at some point. But see, when I grew up, the Incredible Hulk was Lou Ferrigno. He's this big green burly dude that could just snap anybody or anything in the half. Well, when I played this game, I didn't realize playing at the Hulk that a tiny little human you had to beat them 30 or 40 times to kill them. So it mm. just kind of ruined the whole thing for me. Because if you're going to be the Hulk, you know, shouldn't you be able to just tear shit up wherever you go? Um, that was my big complaint with it. You really weren't a superhero like they wanted you to think you were. And I just thought it was kind of cheesy, to be honest. The, the, the graphics looked good. The story was eh, because I don't know anything about the story anyway. But, yeah, after uh, playing as a few of the different characters, I put a few hours into it and then just deleted it. Hmm. The one thing for the story is for you to really understand what is going on is you had to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to understand what Terrigen is. Really? They didn't really, they didn't really go into too much on the Terrigen crystals and where they came from and all this other stuff, which is basically part of agents of shield and how like being exposed to the gas can give you powers or it kills you. But uh, but that's where Terrigen comes from. And that was one thing I thought was interesting is they borrowed um, a major story plot from agents of shield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. And I I thought they could have added like a like I haven't played the game, but I'm kind of a little well versed in like what was in the game because I've seen, you know, again, a lot of, uh, you know, friends play the game. Right. And, you know, I mean, there are some obvious choices there. I I did find it kind of odd that they did add Kamala Khan in just because like her comic book didn't do so well. So kind of interesting that she was in the game. Um, But uh I mean, otherwise, yeah, I mean, it has the typical, you know, Thor, Hulk, and whatnot. But, yeah, that's, you know, what Wilmy was saying, though. I mean, it was kind of a grind fest, the way that you would, uh, you know, uh, hit enemies, take them out. And, you know, the rewards just weren't really there. 
So that and just the general content overall. Uh, Centurion, did you end up uh, finishing the game, just out of curiosity? No, because everybody fell off the Avengers train. I mean, oh, wow. every like every. I meant, I meant to play. I was playing it with friends, and they all fell off that train. So oh. I now have to basically go back and complete the game by myself now, which is no big deal. But you know, that's where I kind of feel bad for the Avengers as a whole because they're it's a really decent franchise, and it really stinks that this occurred with the game. Yeah. And I know that uh, I know Square Enix wasn't too happy with, uh, well, financially with the game per se. Oh, um, well, yeah. They put Crystal Dynamics on a shelf until Microsoft needed them. But I'm bop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, yeah. No, that's that's the truth of it. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And you know, that's a shame, you know, a competent developer. Uh, you know, they, they're working on this IP, but then you have to shoehorn in all these uh, different loot transactions and so on and you know it just kind of you know it kind of sucks that it ended up the way that it did because again you know people love these uh these ip these uh franchises these characters and it just kind of ends up the way that it does so yeah just very unfortunate uh i mean i would i would like to see it have some some life some legs in since it just got brought to game pass but i'm kind of wondering if uh, that stigma of the game will just carry on right so i guess we'll just have to wait and see because you know they'll probably put out some numbers if it does well i'll at least give it um you know the devil's advocate thing where i'm hoping to give it some positivity because I remember Elder Scrolls Online before it was in Game Pass, and I mean, there were some times tumbleweeds were blowing by. Um, definitely, when it was introduced into Game Pass, and this was even before Bethesda was bought out, I just want to point this out, um, it increased player count significantly. I mean, people were always in the major hub cities at that point. Hmm. Interesting. Well, hmm. again, we'll find out how it does uh, soon, I would imagine, but uh, eh, give it a chance if it's in Game Pass. I just I know that everybody has a backlog, but then again, I say that and then I download all kinds of games from uh, the Game Pass service. So we'll wait and see, guys. Um, anything? Anybody have anything else to add to this? Or no? Yes, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, move on to uh, some other news then, guys. Uh, let's see. Earlier this week, uh, during episode of The Wrap, Xbox head Phil Spencer and Take-Two CEO Stras Zelnick joined their live discuss uh, discussion going on. And during this talk, Zelnick brought up Game Pass numbers. I know, the dreaded Game Pass numbers. Saying that, Phil, you've got about 30 million subscribers, something like that. Question mark. No, he said we have. He said we Oh, did he? Because I, I mean, from did what I was quoting. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. He said. He said we've got uh, about thirty million subscribers, right? Hmm. And then what that's said. when Phil was like, uh, "Well, the last publicly announced number was 18. Oh, interesting. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I was uh, the site that I was looking at. Interesting. Uh, that was quoted and misquoted then. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, Phil was stating that. Oh, yeah. You know, the last number that we officially announced was 18 million. 
And, okay, uh, like, again, it was an interesting exchange that went on there, guys. And I know various outlets have been, like, reaching out to Xbox for the exact numbers for Game Pass. But, uh, you know, we'll get into all that. Um, let's see who we're going to start off here. Uh, Centurion Buddy, uh, what do you uh, make of this whole exchange here? Like, did Take-Two's uh, CEO let slip the numbers? Um, or was it just something that just randomly he pulled out of thin air? So, on the Shop Podcast, we also discussed this lot last night, and Fuzzy Belvedere, shout out to him, he actually had some good numbers to really think about it. Um, sorry. Um, he put out, like, so about 18 million was the last publicly announced number, and I believe that was, like, what, January, February? Yeah, January. January. And they were getting about a million subscribers a month, um, on average, air quotation marks. Um, and so if we kind of go off of that theory, at least the numbers that were put out to me was they'd be somewhere around uh, 25 to 28 million possibly. Um, and that's where at least the quote I heard was they were just under 30 million. Mm -hmm. Did he specifically say 30 million or under 30 he, million? He, he said it kind of like, Hey, we're, um, uh, we're, oh. or basically he was saying we're about 30 million. And then he was kind of like asking as a question just to confirm like the exact number with Phil. But he was like hinting at like, yeah, last time I checked, we're basically like around that number or close to it. So he, he kind of didn't know ex the exact number, but he probably had recent numbers because they had games that were in in the past couple months. Um, I and just wish I could see the video. CEO. So he probably had a number that was close to that. And then now when they did the interview, he was just kind of like, rounding up thinking like oh it's probably close to 30 now i wish i could see the video because it was taken down <clears throat> there's Excuse definitely me. clips of that part where he says we it, that part is still clipped in tweets okay i'm just so like, if you find some from that i day, thought it was a good case of like you know foot and mouth syndrome at that point like oops. maybe because he did say we which is odd hmm. like you wouldn't say we when you're interviewing somebody that's not part of your team or you're not part of them you'd be like oh your uh your service that you guys run you know you would say you wouldn't say we that's a weird miss slip unless he's saying like unless they have some type of deal which invader did point out with that article maybe it's not like them buying take two but maybe they have some other deals lined up in the future i don't know so maybe that's why he's saying we it's just a weird word of mouth slip up so well, again, I'm assuming that Xbox's uh, partners, like the other publishers, they would have an idea of, like, you know, like, of the numbers that they have, right? Because they share all kinds of statistics and whatnot with uh, their partners, you know, to try and get them to put more content in the Game Pass that it's worthwhile for them, correct? So, they well, should know the, the numbers. Uh, being the CEO of Take-Two... And the cre and basically the owner of Rockstar Games and all the other one other thing under that umbrella, he's a pretty influential person. And if anybody had access to the analytics of what Game Pass is doing, he would be one of those individuals. Yeah, I find it very yeah. hard to believe he just made it up. So, but then, then the thing is, too, since you're on, why would anybody just hand him those numbers? Oh, exactly. Well, either they he is being they're being bought out and put under the microsoft umbrella which would be a dreaded day for a lot of gamers and i'm not saying that as a negative just a lot of people would just be completely mind blown it'd be bethesda all over again times three or four 
Um, and but definitely uh, it shows that there's probably a partnership going on, at least. It would make sense that he would he of all people would have those at least not like maybe the up to date day like numbers. But whenever they recently did their deal, having uh, I think it was either GTA or Red Dead uh, in Game Pass, mm -hmm. they would have some data to go on. And he's the CEO of Take Two, so he's not going to break NDA. So you can kind of share some of that with your high level partners. Now, he probably thought the number he was trying to give was like public because they were updating it pretty regularly last year. Um, and even even when Phil was like kind of he wasn't correcting him, he was just saying like, oh, well, we're not the, the only now a number we're going to give publicly is, hey, we said 18 million back in January. That's it. Uh, but then he goes on to say, oh, well, it's I mean, it's more than 18 million. So but we'll mm -hmm. move on. I mean, so he doubled down on it that, hey, it's more than what you say it is or more than what your last estimate was. So we know it's greater than that, mm -hmm. even though Phil's like, uh, I don't really want you to go You're there. You're waiting for the door to, to get kicked it. in. Somebody <laughs> puts the pillowcase over his head, drags him, drags him off camera. But then he kind of doubles down saying, well, mm -hmm. we know it's more than 18. And then Phil doesn't like push back on that or anything. So. True, true. Yeah, I just kind of wondering like what time period they're uh, waiting for to release the official numbers because I, if you want my opinion, I would think that they would wait until maybe early January to release some numbers like once Forza Horizon 5 and Halo Infinite have uh, entered the fold into And that's probably yeah. what they're doing. Like even if they were close and they were close to like 28 million, they probably see like hey, shit's about to explode when we drop like forza and then when halo drops they're they're probably thinking they just want to announce that number because they know it's going to be maybe it's not over 30 right now but it's growing probably closer to that that made the ceo of take two comfortable to say like you know estimating or like saying you know it's close to that number there's a reason he didn't just like like jeff grubb said he just said it out of thin air but mm -hmm. in a sense maybe but he was probably basing it off of data he had seen before which made him believe like him estimating like, Ooh, what it is now. So he probably had somewhat of a number that like gave him a, you know, inclination that, Hey, it could be closer to 30 million now. So I mean, I, Jez uh, said it was like what? 23 million back in April. He saw, you know, some yeah. report or some document, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who knows? It, was, it was, yeah, that's what it was reported as. But I mean, hmm. yeah, Xbox and Microsoft have been pretty silent so far since the beginning of the year. Um, like, I mean, yeah, from what uh, Grubb is saying, though, like, according to his sources, yeah, it dipped below 23, which I don't know. I mean, I, I, I find that kind of interesting that he would uh, suggest that. But even so, that was back in June, last yeah. quarter. That was back in June. So it's been more than two months now since then. So, I mean, it could have grown closer to like 26. To, like, we're so mm -hmm. it's probably getting in somewhere, it's probably between somewhere in that ballpark between 25 and 30. It's probably like right in there, which would make sense at the rate it was growing last year mm -hmm. when you basically only had, you know, maybe those last couple months, but you basically only had Xbox One to, mm -hmm. to get that on and PC and, you know, their early cloud beta. Now you have more, you actually have next-gen consoles to base it on. Of, and with the upcoming games that they do, that are going to hit, 
more people would have been like, hey, I'm going to because we thought maybe we might be playing Halo sooner. Mm-hmm. So people would have been, you know, still continuing to sub. Um, and they had a pretty good summer lineup of games yeah. that were going to keep hitting. So they've been pretty good this summer with content, whereas last summer, like, it wasn't as good, in mm-hmm. my opinion, even though people were in the pandemic, so more people playing games. So that's mm-hmm. kind of why that went nuts. But, uh, I mean, it it's probably close to that, but... I don't know. People think it's like, no, he he's basically confirmed. He corrected him. It's 18 million. Like, no, it's not mm-hmm. 18 million. He didn't correct shit. He just said yeah. the last public, the last one we're going to let everybody in the world know is, hey, we said it was 18 in January. That's all he said. He's like, hey, th- that's the last number we reported. <laughs> yeah. We ain't liberty to say the update of it, what it is right now. So. And it is kind of interesting, too, that, you know, with all this talk about Take-Two and uh, Xbox, Microsoft, that they're going to be uh, bought by by them. Um, and then Phil and uh, Strauss Zelnick, the head of Take-Two, just, you know, all of a sudden are, you know, discussing Game Pass and everything like that and uh, other gaming-related things. It just, I don't know, it just, yeah, just kind of interesting timing of uh, of everything, right? So it seemed like an odd interview too. It was like, wait, what? The Take Two CEOs? He wasn't the he was the, the other girl or the other lady was the moderator, I guess. But I guess the Take Two CEO is the one like interviewing him, the one that was like mm-hmm. not feeling. I mean, he was he likes Game Pass for some of their legacy content. Obviously, he's not going to drop a game in their day one because he didn't get the all the money that Microsoft gets from like people joining their you know microsoft store and buying all yeah. the bunch of other shit so yeah i will say though i mean we had brought it up uh, a few minutes earlier that it is interesting too because they they have had uh, gta i remember at the beginning of the year for a few months uh, red dead a little a uh, red dead redemption 2 a little uh, a bit earlier and then i think red dead has entered the service again if i'm not mistaken red dead redemption 2 um, just the online Oh, okay, yeah. but but still, I mean, you know, they've uh, experimented with a few, and I think it's done pretty well. I mean, heck, even I had downloaded uh, GTA Five to uh, to get caught up a bit on it, but uh, I mean, GTA Five is <laughs> on everything these days. But um, I don't know, just like interesting seeing in the service. Go ahead, MLD. Oh, I was, I was just. Th- I think the overall point of uh, this whole thing is that it got people talking about Game Pass again. Overall, everyone puts in their uh, in their own little two cents. But overall, I mean, the play devil's advocate, I I think there's a ceiling that Game Pass will hit on consoles sooner rather than later. I mean, there's only so many uh, consoles being made now with the shortages, and Xbox One only sold like 50 million, million lifetime. I think there's a certain point it's going to hit a wall, and it will depend on xCloud adoption and PC Game Pass subs to really get this thing going until console production gets normalized and more uh, free-flowing. So I think the most realistic guess I can say is that they will wait till the January quarterly results announcement to say the next Game Pass number. Because I think the holiday period is just a a lot of potential. You got uh, Halo and Forza. You got uh, Game Pass PC growth. uh, And then you got XCloud in uh, Japan, Brazil, Mexico. So I think they're they're just gonna bank on that, market it as best they can, and mm-hmm. see after the dust settles in January, see where they're at. So um, I don't mind I don't mind waiting all a, a year to see the next milestone result, but 
I think I think they'll be in a good place come January. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll want to uh, strut their stuff with the numbers they'll they'll see from uh, Forza Horizon Five and uh, Halo Infinite for sure. Um, very very massive titles, and it looks like I mean this year's shaping up to be uh, pretty good for the holidays, uh, game wise, new games. Uh, but it looks like Xbox is gonna have a pretty you know I don't want to say dominant, but uh, they're gonna do be doing pretty well there. Uh, compared to some of their competition. Uh, anybody else want to add something to this before we move on? Alright, I'll uh, take that as a no. And uh, Okay, with that, fellas, we will move on to our last topic of the night. And we've got to cover some notable acquisitions that were announced this past week. Uh, PlayStation finally announced, officially, that they picked up Bluepoint Games... You'll know the, know them for their remakes of uh, what was it, Shadow of the Colossus, and most recently Dark Souls, which I had picked up. Uh, General MLD Bud, uh, we've been seeing a lot of chatter regarding, and we had mentioned this earlier too, organic growth, if you will, with regards to acquisitions. Uh, what do you think of these uh, acquisitions, uh, like uh, like uh, uh, Blue Point? Because uh, it seems like a long time coming. Oh yeah, this is definitely uh, unprecedented times. There is no other point in gaming where Sony bought this many studios in so little time. Because I think it's what five studios this year: Blue Point, Fabric, uh, sorry, Fire Sprite, which then incorporated mm-hmm. Fabric, Nixus for PC, and Insomniac last year. House so Marquee they, as well. Yeah, yeah, of course, House Mark as well. So, like, what five studios within within so little time? I, I said on Twitter, we're in an arms race right now. This is like the Cold War for consoles right now. Each side is just building up their uh, their arsenal right now. It's just a time of con- of just a g- consolidation in the industry. It's you know EA's been doing it. Uh, let's see, Netflix is even getting in on the action now. Who knows mm-hmm. where that's going to go? Uh, I mean, it's just a lot of just uncertainty right now. But at least we know Xbox. They're not resting on their laurels. They're not stopping at Bethesda. Like we also, uh, I mean, we read um, there's something on Twitter where they're giving like uh, the same treatment that Sony gave to uh, what is it, uh, Blue Point with uh, Demon Souls. Like they're gonna see how Crystal Dynamics handles Perfect Dark. They're gonna see how mm-hmm. IO Interactive does their uh, Project Dragon game and Avalanche with Contraband. And hopefully, if all all those games go well, the rumor they say is that Xbox will pick all those up as well. And that's in addition to whatever deals they're still doing behind the scenes. So it's just, it's very exciting. That's for sure. I mean, everyone has their camps, everyone has their preferences, but um, all the developers that are independent, they won't stay independent for long. So this is like just an arms race, a whole generation in the making, and we're going to see it for years to come. I'm very interested to see uh, where where each brand stands by uh, in a few years time. That's for sure. So, but I'll, Luckily, I think Xbox is in the best position, at least among the big brand, uh, the big three for consoles. They got the money, they got the vision, and for, in order for them to be the number one subscription service in gaming and of, like a, for all time, they got to keep buying. They, they need content. They know that. The CEO is behind them. So whatever Sony does, it just makes me smile because Xbox has, just has to respond that much harder to, to uh, compensate. So I'm just very excited right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that, that you bring up Xbox, too, because, again, I, I just I have a feeling that this is in response to 
Well, again, the changing industry. I mean, it's good. Like, it's very healthy for uh, for uh, Sony, for PlayStation to be doing this thing. Like, I mean, everybody thought back in what was it, July or something, when they uh, when the Sony or PlayStation uh, Japan. Uh, Twitter kind of announced it, broke the news a little early, and then they uh, retracted it, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Like, you know, everybody kind of knew that Blue Point was coming. Uh, it was just a matter of when, and yeah, they're finally here. Uh, no, they're a talented studio, and it's a good pickup for them, uh, along with, like, Fire Sprite, including uh, their acquisition of uh, Fabric Games because they did the persistence. And I believe that, uh, you know, they, you know, it's strategically, it makes sense for them because, again, they, they have, uh, they dabbled with VR as well with uh, one or two of their games. So I can understand that pickup. But yeah, they made some pretty, uh, some pretty good moves as of late. And I think it's in response to, uh, to Xbox. I mean, again, we keep talking about that move that they made just over a year ago now with buying Zenimax with Bethesda. And the entire industry took note of that. I mean, everybody was seeing Xbox gear up with buys of Ninja Theory and. Uh, Obsidian and so on, and then it's like, wow, actually, you know, Microsoft is really flexing their muscle in gaming with uh, acquiring Bethesda. So, and they they probably know that there's other moves to come on the Xbox front. So, I think it's strategically it was uh, you know solid moves by uh, Sony. Uh, Centurion, buddy, what do you think of uh, some of these latest acquisition moves? It definitely shows Sony has been paying attention and that they definitely uh, should uh, compete. Um, we're seeing Microsoft and everybody else starting to buy up studios, so why not Sony? But I, I think it's really funny how lately, if you saw the word organic kind of thrown around about some of these studio purchases because everybody's still bitter about Bethesda and how it wasn't organic even though Microsoft and Bethesda actually had partnerships that went over many generations. Um, the one thing that I thought about one of the studios that Sony just picked up though, which I thought was really interesting was fire Sprite. Um, we're talking about a studio that's made up of developers that came from studio Liverpool that was bought out by Sony and shut down. And then they went and started fire Sprite and they've been bought out by Sony. Could you imagine being in that situation being, um, yeah, the guys that bought your, your last place you worked at and they shut it down. Well, they just bought this one too. That would be a little that's a little off putting for me because you can't say that Sony is, is like got had does not have their hands dirty when it comes to studio closures. Um, it's very interesting that they're making all these purchases. Uh, I'm really excited for what is going to become of all this because we're going to see even more great games um, out there for us to enjoy. We're going to see more competition out there to push these developers to give us great games with different things that make us all talk about it and argue on Twitter. This is going to be nothing more than benefiting us gamers as a whole. And I'm not going to lose sleep over, well, they bought this guy and they bought and so-and-so over there bought this guy. It's just really nice to see these companies are actually investing time, money, and effort into the platforms that we all enjoy to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, like, this is across the industry, too, since you're in, uh, as General MLD had stated, Netflix announced the acquisition of the Oxenfree Dev uh, Night School Studios. Um, I mean, I, I'll admit, I mean, I, I didn't, I haven't beat 
oxen free free uh, myself, but I, I mean I enjoyed a little bit what I played. I thought it was an interesting um, you know indie narrative title. Um, but I you know I think that like we'll be seeing more of these acquisitions too as time goes on. Like especially with Netflix, they'll be buying uh, you know. I'm kind of curious to see if they'll buy either like smaller studios or maybe some larger ones, but it just, there's a lot of consolidation going on in the industry right now. It's, it's very interesting and, you know, uh, different, you know, different publishers are really trying to fill their back catalog. It's, it's, it's very interesting what's going on. Um, and Microsoft Xbox with Xbox game pass seems to be very much ahead of the game. Well, we're seeing consolidation in the big, uh, well, at least in between Sony and Xbox. Um, They're obviously consolidating their brands. They're wanting to definitely uh, have the most diverse portfolio that they can build when it comes to what they can offer the consumers for software. Um, But also, we're seeing people enter into the game. Well, we saw Google take a shot at it. We're seeing Amazon actually, for starters, have... Um, a little bit, I don't even want to say success, but they're having um, definitely a conversation on this game that they got coming out, New World. Um, And now, like you pointed out, we got Netflix. Netflix has already been kind of poking at that bear. Uh, We had Stranger Things, the video game, come out. Uh, Now we're seeing Stranger Things Netflix that's going to show up in March 2022 for uh, Far Cry 6 DLC. Um, It's definitely interesting now that we've got some new... uh, new players in the game that are wanting to actually start trying things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, Shockley, buddy, do you got any thoughts on this? I mean, I would think that blue point at, you know, at this point, <laughs> uh, no pun intended. Um, you know, that it makes a lot of sense. This uh, deal, this uh, buy by Sony, right? Shockley. Ah, Shockley, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on with Shockley's end. Uh, Wilmy, buddy, what do you think of uh, Sony buying Blue Point? I don't know if you played like any of the Dark Souls games or any of the remasters that they've done. Do you think this is a good buy for them? Well, it made sense. I mean, it really did. Um, I did not play Demon Souls because I played it the first time around on the PS3. But, I mean, more power to them. I want both these companies to buy studios because I don't want Tencent to buy them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. Shh, we don't say their name. They're like Lord <laughs> Voldemort. Yeah. Okay, we don't talk about him. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. It, it does, but I still don't. Uh, people still love to throw around that word organic. Uh, and what was the studio they bought before this one, Centurion? Uh, Fire Sprite and dude, there's a whole list of them, but yeah, but uh, now, Nexus Studio Marquee, Nexus House Mark. Studio now, Marquee, Fire Sprite. Uh, Fire Sprite was the one that they bought uh, just before this one. Yeah, Fire Sprite's the one I was thinking because that was basically consisting of people that was in the old studio that PlayStation unbanded. Had basically cut loose. And I guess it would be a shock. To me, it would be a shock if somebody came in and I went to work on Monday and I was told, well, the studio is no more. So I picked myself up and, you know, create another studio just to get bought up by the same people that shut me down the first time. That would be kind of a, a rude awakening, wouldn't it? 
<laughs> you know that <laughs> boss you hate that you quit your job and got away from? Well, he, he's well, here mean, now. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't see people talking about that perspective of it. But I mean, that's what happened. That's exactly who Fire Sprite was. You know, it was a lot of developers from their older studio, and I'm, I mean, it just, I don't know. They, I mean, let's face it. I, I game on everything, but they'll probably make games just like some of the other PlayStation games. Um, because as much as I hate to say it, a lot of their games are the same. I mean, mm-hmm. a good chunk of them. So that's probably why they purchased them to begin with. There's not a lot of diversity in there. So, and buying Blue Point, we all knew it was going to happen. They they actually advertised it already anyway. Yeah, right. So, and then claimed that they did it on purpose. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see who who Microsoft comes out with and who else Sony goes after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Br- Sony don't make the same type of acquisition like Microsoft does. That's correct. Yeah. Um, what do you think about, uh, Wilmy, what do you think about, uh, like Jeff Grubb's, uh, comments that, uh, cause again, Xbox, like according to him, he says that Xbox are happy with what they have. I mean, we all know like that, uh, you know, they're always talking to, to developers and publishers from the looks of it. Um, like he says that while they're happy with what they have, like they're keeping an eye on IO Interactive, Avalanche, and even Crystal Dynamics, you know, they're being tried out with like a lot of the games that they're working on. Um, like, do you think that some of those, uh, developers would be, would be good fits for, uh, like the Xbox family, Xbox game studios? Why not? I mean, it may not be a giant acquisition like, you know, Zenimax was. Everybody mm-hmm. calls it Bethesda, but it's technically not Bethesda. It was Zenimax. Um, and if they do do something, it'll probably, then again, it may be huge. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they've already said they're looking for more studios. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, and, and I mean, they're one of the biggest companies in the world. Mm-hmm. They've got very deep pockets. They can buy pretty much anything they want. So... I mean, we'll see, and I don't think it's going to happen when everybody predicts it. Mm-hmm. I think it'll just be kind of a shock and a surprise, but I don't really think it's going to be take two. Mm-hmm. And that's a fair comment, um, because again, we don't, we, I mean, really, you know, I mean, we, we say things, you know, some things get suggested, but we, re- we really don't know until it's last minute, right? No, nah, Phil Spencer knows. That's probably, well, there's probably maybe five people know, and that's it. But I really don't think it's going to be Take Two, but I think it probably will be a considerable size studio or mm-hmm. multiple. But you know, Avalanche would be a good fit. Mm-hmm. IO Interactive definitely would be a good fit. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of Hitman, so I mean, we'll see. And like I said, I want them to just keep Tencent away and Embracer Group. So as long as we can do that, we're all good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Sony did with uh, House, uh, no, uh, with uh, oh, with Blue Point. Just like they they, they saw De- Demon Souls, they had a good meta score, uh, sold over a million copies. It was a good fit. Uh, I think that a lot of all of PlayStation's buys, they've all been they, they all make sense in their own way. They all seem like a nice yeah. fit. But at least I, I, I from from my perspective, I'm I'm just happy that at least they didn't steal away any IPs. 
like how kind of Xbox is doing with Bethesda. But I mean, with at least with them, I, I could just laugh at the meltdowns. But at least Sony <laughs> isn't in that position to do the same thing. So, but uh, uh, they, they like to buy small and grow from there. It's funny people are talking about or yeah, the organic stuff with the with the studio that that they already closed uh, in the past. Uh, I mean, uh, I call that compost. If you ask me, <laughs> it's like it's, it's <laughs> step up from organic. <laughs> they composted that and then just they plucked the new flower that came from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, no, that's that's actually a pretty good quote, MLD. I'm gonna have to steal that one for uh, future conversations and threads had uh, arguing on the Twitterverse. <laughs> um, but uh, going back to you, uh, Eric, what do you think of uh, the acquisition of Blue Point by Sony? Uh, do you think it's a good fit? Yeah, I think it's a great fit. Um, I think it just protects, like, kind of like when they got Insomniac, kind of protects their you know, what they've built up with that studio. So it, it totally makes sense. Um, it's, it sounds like they're working on a, people thought it was like original IP, which could be it, but they said original content, not original IP. So I wonder if it's just going to be from one of their existing IPs and just making like new content for that. So I'm not sure what they meant, but, uh, but yeah, definitely great pickup for them. Um, but I th- yeah, I think we're just going to continue to see you know, basically this arms race of just content, IPs, built up talent, mm-hmm. studios, because there's only a limited amount, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. to go around. So, and, and these, and it is funny, Jeff Grubb, you know, kind of points it out, because uh, you have IO, you have Avalanche, you have Crystal Dynamics, they're kind of trying out, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I mean, that would be organic, I guess, because they'd be making a game and then they work with them and acquire them just like Gorilla. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a great pickup for them. I think you're going to probably see. I, would, I was pretty sure they probably you'd see a few more because I think they have good deals with some newer studios that yes, popped up do. that they haven't acquired. So I could see the same thing happening with some of those after they try them out after their game comes out does well kind of like house mark did with returnal yeah because they uh you're probably gonna see that yeah because they were they're working on something with jade raymond's new studio and mm-hmm. i forget i wasn't it like there's a studio by a bunch of ex Treyarch guys if i'm not mistaken yeah is it deviation games or something? i forget it's something like that something uh, like that yeah. yeah but yeah they got some they got some stuff going on and you know, and again, like going back to Xbox, Xbox, you know, they had stated in the uh, Tokyo Game Show that, or Phil did, Phil Spencer, that uh, they're working with like at like all kinds of Japanese studios. Like, what was it like? Some, I want to say something like two hundred developers at this point, which is very exciting for them. But uh, you know, with regard, you know, there's a, you're right when you say there's uh, like a an arms race for studios at this point because everybody's trying to get content for different subscription services. I mean, Sony has PlayStation now, but we we haven't seen well, anything. That's, that's not a competitor with Game Pass. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I'm saying, though. But that's that's. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it. I've I've had PS now for two years. It's just unless they make the games where you can actually download them, then maybe they've got a shot. But no, not as it sits. They'd have to do a lot of improvements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm just I'll be, I'll be curious to see. Like, I, I think it's coming. 
that they will be doing their own uh, subscription, like, again, their own uh, Game Pass service at some point, but uh, they're a little behind the game as it is with that, so I think they're gearing up for it. Uh, it's just, you know, when we'll see it. Maybe next year, next E3, who knows? Like, But they're a little bit behind, as are a few other uh, publishers. Uh, Xbox is very ahead of the game, very ahead of the game with this, and they were smart to do it a few years back. Um... But yeah, guys, either way, just exciting times. Exciting times with, uh, you know, gaming, consoles, and all that jazz. Uh, eh, you know, it's just, it's different. We haven't seen this before with all these different acquisitions. And, uh, you know, it just seems like everybody's, you know, when it hits Monday, or at least Tuesday, you know, we hear about different acquisitions. Like, there's a new one each day. So, you know, who knows, tomorrow... Who knows? Maybe Take Two will be bought by somebody. Hopefully not Tencent, as everybody's been saying. I oh, I really don't want Tencent uh, to get bought by, uh, or sorry, uh, Tencent to buy any uh, big publishers because that would be a bad thing for gaming, in my opinion. Ooh, very bad. Um, but yeah, guys, I think on that note, uh, it'll be a good point to start closing off tonight's show. Uh, really fun show with the panel, as per usual. Tonight we covered our impressions of Halo Infinite's big team battle, the insider flight going on, uh, Tokyo Game Show, especially, specifically the Xbox uh, content showing off, Xbox Game Pass numbers, and more. As usual, a huge shout out to all the viewers and listeners in the uh, chat that joined us tonight. Uh, guys, really great stuff. Thank you for uh, being with us, especially with the uh, 200th episode tonight. Uh, we really appreciate having you, seeing you here all the time, and uh, we hope to continue that. Um, always a great chat, for sure. Uh, moving on over to the panel outros, and, uh, you know, starting out with our guest, uh, Wilmy Hood. Bud, thank you for spending time with us, you know, chatting about games. You know, it's always great having you on, Bud. You know, you really uh, speak truth, <laughs> to say the least. Where can... Um, I'm, I'm at that age, dude. I, it just, yeah... <laughs> I, I say what comes to mind some people don't like it some do it doesn't fucking matter to me anymore <laughs> i'll be honest <laughs> no but doubt you you can find me every wednesday night at 8 p.m eastern uh gaming gone the box here on youtube you can find me on twitter unless you're one of the hundred and eight thousand people i have blocked uh you can find me on xbox playstation and steam I do have a switch, but it hasn't been turned on in like three and a half years. It probably doesn't work anymore, but that's about it. And it was fun to be on here and sorry, dude, you know, if, if you, if you follow me on social media, you know, I had kind of a weird thing happen Friday. So I'm in a little bit of pain. So I'm not my normal self right now. So, but it was fun to hang out with you. I haven't been on in a while. So everybody have a hell of a night and game on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, glad to see you doing well, even with the uh, the pain there, Wilmy. Uh, glad you're uh, recovering very well, uh, bud, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you recover very quickly from that. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, you know, it was great again having you on, Wilmy. Uh, we'll definitely do this again sometime soon. Uh, let's see, moving on over to the TXR crew, uh, as noted in the chat. Yeah, Tim Dog couldn't make it, unfortunately. He's uh, busy with something. We thought we could get him on, but... Uh, didn't seem that way, unfortunately. But he should be here next week. No worries, guys. Uh, let's see. General MLD, buddy. Uh, some really good points tonight, brother. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, Twitter is at MLD Ghost. YouTube is General MLD. 
Uh, well, as always, a uh, great chat, uh, especially uh, with our guest here. Uh, Xbox is always, uh, you know, providing information, uh, new things to talk about every week. And uh, I think next week will be no different. So uh, looking forward to that, guys. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, let's see. Shockley, buddy. Good commentary tonight, man. Uh, you know, you're always very insightful uh, on, you know, all kinds of different things. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at ShockNero on Twitter, EasyShock on Xbox Live. Definitely be uh, going to need people to run this uh, Halo come December. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it should be a blast. But yeah, awesome show tonight. Um, thanks for stopping by. For sure. Uh, let's see, Centurion Pal, good stuff this evening. Where can uh, all our viewers follow you at? Oh, man, it was an awesome show tonight, everybody. Uh, thank you guys for uh, having this conversation. Thank you to the chat for uh, being there. And thank you, Wilmy Hood, for coming out tonight. It was an awesome 200 show. Uh, my positive vibes, heart, and still go out to you, Wilmy. I mean, I know what's going on. So, dude, I really am there for you if you need anything. Um, for those interested in following me, please follow me at Centurion1307. Uh, you find me there on YouTube, Xbox Live, and, of course, Twitter. You can also find me every Saturday night with the amazing PTK Blam over on the Shop Podcast. And, of course, right here every Sunday night on the TXR Podcast. And, I mean, it's a mind blow that this is the 200th episode. And I still look back on the day that Invader reached out to me to uh, join the TXR Podcast and for me, I, I, like, I was a fan of Invader before I ever met him. I was watching his videos and getting, you know, the the inspiration to make more videos from watching his videos and to have him just completely out of the blue just reach out to me to ask to be part of the podcast is still probably going to be one of the things I reflect on for the rest of my life. Oh, thank you, brother. I am humbled that you say that. And, uh, you know, honestly, there's been... Again, being the 200th episode, a continuation of, uh, again, the Legacy Show. Uh, we've had all kinds of very wonderful people a part of the show, whether it be Rand, uh, Maka, and so on. Lots of wonderful guys. And honestly, uh, with our crew here, just a continuation of that. Very insightful crew. Uh, even newcomers such as General MLD. Such wonderful presences that we have on the show. And just great guys all around just to chat games with. And uh, again, I love this show. I love the people that come and see us on a weekly basis. You guys rock, honest to God. And I, I just, I love this show. It's It's a fantastic place to be. Um, but yeah, saying that guys, uh, you know, to round out all this, uh, I'm Invader and you guys, uh, can find my content over on YouTube at Invader Gaming. I should be having a review out in the coming week. Uh, also guys, uh, don't forget to, uh, you know, if you haven't done so already, like the show, share this out and subscribe for future content. Fun show all around fellas. And we look forward to seeing you all here next Sunday. Take it easy.